3: Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number two seventeen of Locked On Raptors for Monday, October thirtieth. I'm your host Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com and LockedOnRaptors.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well. Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Lockdown On Raptors, of course, is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And make sure you're checking out all the Locked On Podcasts this week. We have a new home. We are now on Panoply. Uh, we switched over platforms. Uh, it shouldn't mean much for your listening experience. But if you have any issues, make sure you're switching over your RSS feeds and all that fun stuff. Uh, and very excited to be with Panoply. Uh, it shouldn't change your listening experience very much, uh, like I said, but uh, there might be a more ads involved. Uh, that's something to keep in mind, just sort of the autoplay ads that run throughout. That's maybe the one change to expect, but uh, I'm not going to apologize for it because that's how I get paid. So uh, there, there might be some more ads. You're going to have to deal with it. That's totally fine, uh, and I hope you understand. Alright, on today's show, I'm joined by Corbin Smith, who is the host of Take It or Break It, which for my money is maybe the most fun basketball sports podcast going right now. Uh, He does a really great job with it. If you haven't listened to it, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, And He's a Blazers fan, and we talked about The Blazers and the Raptors, and how they've been kind of strangely linked throughout history, usually in the form of the Raptors doing something stupid and then helping out the Blazers. And I wrote about this as well uh, for today to sort of publish alongside the podcast. And we went through, I picked four different instances from Raptors history in which they've really helped the Blazers by doing something stupid or something hilarious happening to the franchise. And uh, Corbin rated them in terms of how much they you know, helped his life and made his life better as a Blazers fan. And the post I wrote ranked them uh, by how they hurt the Raptors and how they sort of set the Raptors back in in a certain way. So uh, make sure you're checking out both the podcasts. I mean, you're listening to the podcast now, but make sure you check out the post I wrote as well. I went pretty deep. I went like 2,500 words worth. Um, So I hope you check it out. I hope you enjoyed it. It I had some fun with it um, because it's a very strange connection the two teams have had. And it mostly kind of ties into draft stuff and just player movement, things like that. Uh, it's a good time. And I'm sure you probably know a couple of the instances I'm going to talk about anyway, but please check that out at LockedOnRaptors.com and it'll be like my pinned tweet on Twitter as well, so make sure you go there. Um, All right, that's going to do it for me. I'm going to get to the conversation now with myself and Corbin Smith. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Corbin is great. Make sure you listen to Take It or Break It. Read his weekly uh, post on Vice Sports. It's the dunk of the week. Uh, We talked about that a little bit in this as well. It kind of went off the rails at the end. We uh, somehow ended up talking about a very bad Canadian basketball player uh, after talking about his dunk of the week post for some reason but you'll come across you'll understand why we got there uh, this was a good one and I hope you enjoy it and we'll be back again on Tuesday uh, we'll recap the game against the Blazers tonight and uh, do some other good stuff so thanks so much for tuning in enjoy the conversation with Corbin Smith follow him on Twitter at Corbin A. Smith uh, again subscribe to take it or break it and uh, have a great night everybody enjoy the game against the Blazers and we'll talk to you on Tuesday cheers all right joining me now on locked on Raptors a Portland Trailblazers fan host of one of my favorite podcasts going right now Take it or break it, uh, it's sports, it's not sports, it's it's just very good. It's Corbin Smith, how you doing, man?
0: You know, it is mostly sports.
3: Yeah, I mean, there are episodes where it skews heavy towards sports, and then there are others where you're, especially the questions ones, with, oh, uh, yeah. with Wilms, that those yeah, rarely I mean, end up having I mean, any sports content, but I mean, it's a very I mean, good podcast, nonetheless. What's that? I
0: said, me Big John Wilms.
3: You <laughs> Big John Wilms, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to have you on leading up to the Raptors game against the Blazers. I'm dropping a thing that should be up when you're hearing this about ways in which the Raptors being really dumb over the years has indirectly helped the Portland Trail Blazers. In, of, like of all teams, it's it's been very odd how they've been kind of uh, connected. So we're going to roll through some of these ways in which the Raptors have helped. Um, and Corbin's going to help us out. All right. First of all, though, my, my biggest question is how is Ed Davis doing? We miss him here.
0: He, uh, you know, he's been pretty good this year, actually. Uh, backup big stuff has, like, a, so far has, like, a really high rebound percentage. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he practices with his shirt off a lot. He's really not wearing a shirt anymore, uh, which is swell. Um, yeah, he's been good this year.
3: Yeah, Davis he was a—sorry, uh, go ahead.
0: Not so good last year, but yeah. he had some injury problems, but— just a very, it looks like his end for a bounce back, Sean.
3: Here's hoping. Very, uh, I don't know, there's a weird connection with Ed Davis. He was, like, the only thing we had for a couple years there. And then he was, like, kind of, sort of related to the Raptors becoming good because he was traded for Rudy Gay, who was then traded for all the players who made them not, ter- not terrible anymore, so... Uh, there's a connection to Boss Davis here that is uh, deep and undying. So him and uh,
0: him mirror, Amir, I recall that was the uh, that was sort of the power that was the power couple up front.
3: Yeah, which speaks to what we're going to get into today and the Raptors being terrible. Um, so, uh, so there are four things that I've kind of pulled from the last like 20 years or so of Raptors history in which. Them And often it's it's like a thing that seems good at the time, but eventually they bungle it and it turns into uh, something happening good for the Blazers. Uh, So I got the Damon Stoudemire trade here. Let's start with that. He was obviously traded from the Raptors at the deadline in his third season. This is just a depressing trade. So here's the final tale of the tape in the deal. The Raptors sent Damon Stoudemire, Walt Williams, Carlos Rogers uh, to Portland for Alvin Williams, who, yeah, he became a fan favorite. He was pretty good. Kenny Anderson, who never played for the team. Gary Trent, who played 13 games for the team. Two first-round picks, who became Bryce Drew and Merson Turkan. Uh, I never heard of those guys. And a second-round pick that became Tyson Wheeler. This was not a good trade for the Raptors, of course. And a lot of it was kind of tied to them alienating Damon Stoudemire. Dale Walker, the coach of the team, resigned after the deal was made. Uh, this didn't work out for the Raptors. But from the Blazers' perspective... Did this trade work out? Because, I mean, Damon Stoudemire wasn't, like, the main guy on those on those Blazers teams late in the 90s, but, like, he was pretty good for a good time. He was, like, a good starter, a solid player. He never yeah. reached the, the levels that he did with the Raptors, but, like, he didn't have to because he had, like, actual good players around
0: him. Yeah, he was a captain for a while. I actually am writing something about the Jail Blazers right now. Uh, and uh, the worst thing you could say about Damon Stoudemire is that for a brief time he did get benched. And also, one time, he tried to walk through a metal detector with pot wrapped in tinfoil. <laughs> uh, like, right after 9-11. Don't worry. Also, he got pulled over in a Hummer smoking weed with Rashid Wallace. But who among us wouldn't smoke Hummer weed with Rashid Wallace? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm in no position to judge there. Uh, and then a local columnist made him take a piss test. And what? then the union was like, well, a local columnist can't do that.
3: Uh, anyway, I'm sorry that
0: columnist. What recently? Anyway, but uh, what? uh
3: How did this? How did this transpire? Did they bring him into the newsroom?
0: No, they did it in the um, they did it in the gym. They did okay. it in the practice facility. That's. Kanzano came twisted. up to him and said, "Today, apparently, Kanzano says they talked about it beforehand." Okay. And he said, "The only way I'll be willing to believe that you are not smoking marijuana anymore." Is if we do a random piss test and Stoudemire goes okay, and uh, then one day Konzano walks in. Gotta presume he didn't have anything to write a column about that week, <laughs> and uh, and he says today's the day, Damon. And so he uh, he so Damon went into a stall. He was he was watched over by the coach. Uh, Konzano took it, took it to the lab, got it tested, all clean. Kanzano wrote a very long column, like oh, how inspiring.
2: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: Yeah, so that trade, you would say, was like a good instance of the Raptors being bad at their job and thus benefiting the Blazers, correct?
0: It's certainly better than Gary Trent, mm. who, uh, 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 baby, uh, Greek Shack. <laughs> Or whatever his name was. It no, is... yeah. The, I'm sorry, the Shack of the Mac. I apologize. <laughs> his uh, his size and powerful play earned him the nickname the Shack of the Mac. Trent was named Mac Player of the Year all three years that he played in Athens. Uh, yeah, so, but he wasn't as good in the NBA because you know, yeah. Shaq of the Mac. That's like the Gary Trent to the NBA.
3: I think Gary Trent's kid is like an up-and-coming prospect. Yes, Gary, soon.
0: his son Gary Trent Jr. is committed to playing basketball for the Duke Blue Devils. I have to forgive your your audience a lot for giving me for rattling off Wikipedia facts today.
3: That's okay. That's pretty much all I'm doing for this entire thing. So, uh,
0: Oh, oh yeah. spectacular.
3: <laughs> you think I just knew what happened in that trade off the top of my head? Uh, no, that's not. I was yeah, yeah, six years old when it happened. Um, so, no. Know, that was not common knowledge. Honestly,
0: I hope you don't mind me saying I'm very yeah.
3: disappointed. In that I didn't remember the exact yeah, details yeah, of the come trade. On, come on. Who they took, together. With those get two first-round picks? Yeah, um, That's fair. Speaking of first-round picks, uh, another instance in which... Uh, at the end, I'm going to try to get you to rank these things, so in terms of how much you benefited, them as, benefited, from, them, benefited from them as a fan of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, so let's move on to number two that I have on this list, and that is the 2006 draft. In which the Raptors took Andrea Bargnani first overall because apparently they thought Lamarcus Aldridge and Chris Bosh couldn't play together, only to trade for Jermaine O'Neal two years later, um, because reasons. Uh, so they took Bargnani first overall. Bargnani was terrible, of course. Of course, he became Jakob Purtle, who in last night's game against the Warriors, we're recording this on Thursday, by the way, uh, he was uh, he was very good and maybe not miss Andrea Bragnani. By the way, it's Andrea Bragnani's birthday today, so uh, not. Happy birthday to Andrea Bargnani. But so that...
0: that You know what? You know what? I'll say happy birthday to Andrea Bargnani.
3: I I suppose. He's the most famous person who I share a birthday with. So I... I, Oh, it's your
0: birthday? It is.
3: Um, So happy birthday, Sean. Well, thank you. But yeah, so he's like the most famous person. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I got this famous person. No, I got Andrea Bargnani. So it's a a bit of a downer for this day. Or it's just cast a pall on this day. But uh, so the Raptors in that 2006 draft took... Andrea Bargnani first overall when they could have taken LaMarcus Aldridge. And I know you have opinions yeah. of LaMarcus yeah, Aldridge, yeah. but would you say she, it was a positive development? At the
0: development? very least, I would be willing to say <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge is not Andrea Bargnani. Look, is does he provide his own sort of existential crises? Certainly. Uh, does his tendency to never take three-pointers uh, drive... Any reasonable person who happens to be rooting for him up a wall? Absolutely. Uh, Is he unbearably, unbelievably boring? Oh, almost definitely. I will say, in the Raptors' defense, Aldridge and Bosh were like 80% the same player.
3: That's true. It is very true.
0: The only difference is that Bosh... was cool enough that eventually, when somebody said you need to take less shots, he was like, "Yeah, cool." Mm-hmm. And uh, he learned to take threes when he got to be a certain age.
3: Yeah, that happened after he was with the Raptors, but still, yeah, yeah fair the point n- stands. Yes, fair for enough.
0: Sure. The point Not stands. to, not to, not to. You know, I, I, I suppose you're. Uh, I'm done talking. I have no <laughs> idea how that sentence is going to end. Anyway, but yes, at the very least, I could say Lamarcus Aldridge was not. Andrea Bargnani.
3: Do you think the Blazers would have taken him number two had the Raptors taken Aldridge one? Oh, Lordy Dorty.
0: I, I don't even know. Me, do you yeah. mind if I scope the draft real yeah. quick? Yeah,
3: well it's not a good draft. It's Bargnani Lamarcus Aldrich, Adam Morrison, Tyrus Thomas, Sheldon Williams, Brandon Roy. Oh wh- Yeah. Um Brandon Roy ended up on the Blazers anyway. And then Rudy Gay, I think, was the other they, guy.
0: They almost certainly would have taken Morrison, I'll bet.
3: Oh, yeah, Pacific Northwest, Northwest. yeah. They, oh, yeah, so. they,
0: uh, there were a not inconsiderable number of people who wanted them to take Morrison anyway, Fair. as I recall. So... Uh, I'm not saying, you know, that would be good. That would probably be bad. Adam Morrison, it turned out to not be very good.
3: A worse yeah, career uh, value over replacement player than Andrea Bragnani. Both of them negatives. Yeah, you
0: know what, I might argue that... <laughs> I might argue that Morrison did less damage, though. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah, they didn't like give him an enormous contract and try to play him a small forward when he was probably a center and, uh, have him be the like bastion of hope after the best player on the team left. No, the the Charlotte Hornets did not do that.
0: The worst defensive player in the league. You know what I mean? He was just a guy who didn't play.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's fair. But I mean, Uh, it would have been, I think a real sort of hindrance to the Blazers eventual rise with Brandon Roy and later Dame Lillard and Wes Matthews. And we'll get to Dame Lillard in a bit, but, um, to not take Aldridge and to have Adam Morrison instead, so again the Raptors taking Bargnani definitely helped out the the Blazers here, maybe in a less direct way, but yeah. not having Adam Morrison. Would on his, the team. I
0: suspect they would have opted for Morrison, which would have been a bad idea. But <laughs> here we are.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was uh, that draft is just depressing. Really. I mean.
0: Yeah. Is is JJ Redick our all time wind shares leader? Uh, oh, Rondo. Looks like Rondo, a little lower in the draft.
3: Yeah. Well, I think uh, technically on no, no, here Lowry Aldridge is. Lowry,
0: sorry. I just saw. Lowry is almost certainly the best player from that draft, I would say.
3: Yeah, I mean, peak Rondo is better than current Lowry. Millsap was in there, too. It was a good you draft. You know, for... I, I
0: mean, I will say that Rondo's value is aggressively debatable at every point in his career. Fair enough. In fairness, I would argue that Lowry is better than peak Rondo was. Because peak Rondo did some goofy stuff, man.
3: Would you argue that Brandon Roy was better than any of these players at his peak? Uh,
0: yeah, probably. Yeah, he he was, was very good. He was
3: awesome. Poor Brandon Roy. I wish the Raptors had oh. taken him. Even though the he would have had his career shortened, of course. I wish the Raptors had taken Brandon Roy at, at first overall in that draft. I still maintain that, even though he's no longer in the league. That would have been preferable
0: to, to Barks. Um, so, it just sounds like you're shifting tragedies around here. I also <laughs> like to say... Paul Millsap was in that draft. Yeah. Solid NBA career for Paul Millsap. I'm not here to.
3: Even though he's Have... on the hated Nuggets.
0: you uh... Oh yes, he is a he is a loathsome Denver Nuggets nugget. <laughs> At least he is not the coward Nikolai Jokic, <laughs> the most vile player in the NBA.
3: Oh uh, man, listen uh... to take
0: a break it if you want to hear me. Actually, I'm on Round Ball Rock this week. Check out Round Ball Rock if you want to hear me talk about Jokic for like ten minutes. I'm not doing it.
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: Uh, speaking of vile players, Hito Turkoglu, um, it was up oh. between the Blazers and Raptors in the summer of 2009.
0: Congratulate, you know, yeah. shouts to Hito Turkoglu's wife uh, for believing Portland was a cow town. <laughs> uh, you You saved a lot of people a lot of pain and suffering.
3: Yeah, so for those who uh, have repressed that memory uh, among Raptors fans, of course the Raptors signed Hito Turgaloo in 2009 after it seemed like the Blazers were like a sure thing to get him and then yes the the wife intervened and uh, Turgalu came to what I guess was kind of described as a more culturally diverse city more uh, friendly with Turkish culture than Portland and then ended up landing Hito Turgalu in Toronto and of course that went poorly. He was out of shape immediately and didn't really do anything. Well, oh, he's
0: any... either terrible. Him.
3: Yeah. Uh, th- I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was a commercial that ran for a pizza chain up here uh, called Pizza Pizza. It's the
0: worst pizza on earth. Um, and Is it a Little Is it a little Caesar? Is it the same as Little Caesars? No, no, we like... have
3: Little Caesars. Um, oh. I would try to... It's like a worse Domino's is how I would describe it. Oh, wow. It. Yeah, it's, it's really bad.
0: Some so it's not as bad it. as Little Caesars, though. Because, I mean, no. Little Caesars, we're talking...
3: But if you're going to convenience, I would argue Little Caesars is fine. Like, if you're looking for just a quick meal that'll feed the whole family immediately. the Little Well, yeah, Caesar's that's is... what Domino's does. I don't know. I suppose, it. yeah. But no, Pizza Pizza's bad. Uh, but there was a commercial where uh, Jay Triano was the coach at the time. And uh-huh. the commercial features Hito Turgaloo sitting on a couch eating Pizza Pizza and drinking Sprite. And a, a phone call comes in from Jay Triano and says... Are you working on your, your tape there, Hito? Yes, coach, as he continues to shove his face with pizza. Uh, are you working out? Yes, coach, and he takes a sip of Sprite. Uh, this was essentially, like, it wasn't acting by any means, considering oh, how no. things played no, out for him. No. Uh, that was pretty much the the way to sum up his entire tenure with the Raptors. And on the other side of things, Portland didn't get Hito Turkaloo. Instead, in 2009-10, they won 50 games. I would say they had an admirable playoff loss to the really fun sons of that year. And they didn't poison their team with Hedo Turkoglu. There was Brandon Roy on that team still. Uh, there was like the rise of Nick Batum as well. And who knows? Maybe Nick Batum doesn't become the player he is if Hedo Turkoglu maybe. doesn't uh, ends up on the the Blazers.
0: So uh, there's maybe. that. Um, this, that's uh, kind uh, of a reach. erosion sympathizer. Hedo Turkoglu, by the way.
3: Oh, yeah. Eh, eh.
0: That's yeah. uh, yeah. Erdogan. I can never say his I name right. I think it's this is, another thing. this is another thing I was talking about in another podcast this week. <laughs> There's a picture of him and Mehmet Okur uh, shaking hands with uh, uh, the, the new Turkish dictator. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe, on, you know.
3: I believe it's Erdogan. I, Erdogan. one. Yeah.
0: Pardon. Thank you. you. You are correct. It is zero to one. Thank you. So it I, like I couldn't remember that.
3: Yeah. Admittedly, this Hedo thing was kind of a reach because, like, the Raptors didn't really do anything particularly stupid. It was like their biggest signing in history, but it did benefit How the Blazers in that it was the biggest free agent signing up until. I mean, it might still classify as like in terms of the player at the time at which he was signed. You know, Demari Carroll was like a bigger contract because it was later on in this the era of of, of the salary cap jumping and stuff, but
0: this is how inflation works. Yeah, yeah
3: but like Hedo was a better player I think at the time than Demari Carroll was and uh I mean Who did Hedo
0: play for before that? Was he with the Kings or was I He was with the, the
3: Magic. World? It was like the the Dwight Howard Magic.
0: Oh, what? He was with the Oh wow, I yeah. thought he went, I thought he flamed out on the Raptors and then went to the Magic. No, I don't know why the, I thought
3: that, but he went to the finals that year. Oh um, uh, yes, like yes, yes. yeah. Whatever the, the previous year, and then,
0: yeah. and they lost because yeah. Dwight Howard. Yeah, exactly.
3: And, uh, <laughs> yeah, lost to a loathsome Kobe Bryant-led team. As well, yeah,
0: so. a, a, yeah. The the one player more loathsome than Kobe than Dwight Howard.
3: <laughs> um. So yeah, that that
0: that was poor. That, that went poorly. But yeah, he was
3: like the biggest signing of free in, in team history, and might still hold that title. And uh, it ended up. Hey, somewhat, to, you know, indirectly benefiting the, the Blazers because they did not end up with him. So
0: I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with that. Uh,
3: and then the final one. This is probably when I ask you to rank them at the end. This is probably going to end up number one. I don't know if you're aware of the situation that was going on heading into the last night of the 2011-12 lockout-shortened season uh, in terms of the lottery. But uh, to refresh your memory, the Raptors were playing the Nets on the last night of the season. They both went in with the same record, 22 and 43. The Warriors ended up with uh, a 22 and 44 record as well. And what happened in this game was well. So, just to give some context to people, and you might know this, but the Nets didn't have their pick. They gave up their first round pick that season in acquiring Jared Wallace from the this Blazers. This is not what
0: this is not what they did. Sorry, they uh, they top three protected it.
3: Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it was top okay. three, but yeah. They, that's, they still didn't have their pick if it ended outside of the top three.
0: And, yes, they traded it to the Blazers, but it yeah. was top three for Okay, yeah. So... uh the, Because they were convinced that apparently that the only the top three players in the draft were worth
3: having. Fair enough. Um, that was a bad call. But so what happened was the Not Raptors great. and Nets played the last night of the season. They had the same record. Uh the Raptors had lost, they would have had the six best lottery odds. The place in the lottery at which the Blazers fell with that Nets pick. Instead... Ben Uzo had a triple-double, Solomon Alabi had like 11 points and 19 rebounds, and Gary Forbes scored like 24 points. The Ben Uzo triple-double thing is, is probably the most incredible of all these things. None of those players ever played for the Raptors again, but they led the Raptors to a big win over the Nets and screwed up their lottery odds and ended up landing the Raptors with Terrence Ross instead of Dame Lillard or Harrison Barnes. Uh, but had they come number six, I think the word is that they would have taken Dame Lillard. Because this, this is still before they were really high on Kyle Lowry. This might have been just after they, or before, it might have been before they got him, actually. So, um, I believe it was. Yeah, so I think Lillard would have been the guy. Instead, Ben Uzo, Solomon Alabi, and Gary Forbes in their final NBA games altogether. None of them ever played another minute in the NBA after this game. Oh, Ru- wow. Yeah, ruined the Raptors' odds. Ended um, they ended up getting Terrence Ross, a Portland boy, of course, uh, who I have a special place in my heart for, but is not Damian Lillard. And uh, yeah, this was. uh, Were you aware of like the situation heading into the final night of that season? Like, were you keeping an eye on this Raptors Nets game between two awful, terrible teams?
0: No, no, I wasn't. I don't think about the draft much. Fair enough. Uh, I went. You know, I actually went to kind of a similar game though. I went to on that. Lockout season, the Blazers like bailed on almost everybody on their team, and they played a game against the Jazz, who were heading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And in that game, um, Hashim, the Beat, and Johnny Flynn both started because <laughs> they had just they just completely abandoned their position halfway through the year. They tra- you know they tra- Wallace people know about, but they traded Marcus Camby and mm. somebody else I don't recall who. But um, yeah, then, uh, then they got Lillard. So that was good.
3: So me I mean, uh... not, you
0: know, I mean, you know, uh, I will say not that wasn't like a thousand percent bad for the Raptors. Lowry's an excellent uh, is an excellent player, you know. He
3: is for sure. Um, Terrence...
0: I don't want to entertain the argument too much because I say some things about Damian Lillard that like get a little extreme sometimes, but.
3: Like in the vein of like you being a a fanboy or not liking him as
0: much. Oh well, like I'll say, oh he's better than Steph Curry. Oh okay. Somebody will be like, no, he's not, and I'll be like, fucking prove it. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to curse. I apologize. I think
3: you can swear on this. I still haven't really found out two hundred episodes in, so. uh, Oh
0: okay. Well, good. I'm happy to hear that. I think you're good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a semi-frequent guest on Locked On Blazers, and I have been told to curb the cursing over there.
3: Oh well, uh, I guess they run a more uh, tight ship over there. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: well. Understandable. Um, yeah. Do uh, to... Sorry. Go ahead. Oh my lord! I'm I'm very tired today. Uh, that's okay. What was I talking about, Sean?
3: Um, something about the game with. Uh, oh! Oh! Be... Oh!
0: Yeah! Yeah! Okay. Anyway, yes. Uh, Lillard is better than Curry. Clearly, everybody thinks so. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and but the second thing is, um, I mean, you know, Lowry's is pretty good at defense, and that's something that Lillard has a lot of troubles with. So, I mean, if true. you put it all together on balance, you know. I don't know. I'm just saying, maybe that wasn't so bad for the Raptors. Lowry's a good player.
3: That's fair. I guess I haven't really thought about it this way. It was more the the Terrence Ross thing, because and that's more of a like general Raptors fan take that Terrence Ross was bad and terrible. He was a beautiful being who uh, was so talented that he didn't always have to show it. That doesn't make any sense, but
0: uh... <laughs> I, we went to high school in the same city because i in Vancouver, Washington, where I'm from. Right. Right.
3: Yeah. He's a. Uh... He's an interesting cat. It was, it was a shame. Last season, before he got traded, it was like the first time he ever really started to open up and was like fun to be around. And then um, he got traded, and it was disappointing.
0: It was like, here, hey, hey, here's some, here's some alcohol, Sean. Drink, <laughs> drink this with me. Or, uh, hey, uh, I made you a painting of us hanging out.
3: <laughs> I do uh-huh. not. I can either confirm or deny if I have a Terrence hey, Ross.
0: hey, Sean, is anybody being mean to you <laughs> at school and or work? I will dunk on them. Uh, yeah. Just opening up, you know. Yeah,
3: no, no. I I, uh, yeah. I may or may not have a framed Terrence Ross picture above my desk where I am recording this very podcast. Uh, I had a nice relationship with Terrence Ross in terms it's of
0: down on you, he protects you. Yeah,
3: exactly. He just oversees per- per- everything. I felt really bad for Terrence Ross in the game that took place this week, Uh, the Magic and Nets played, and the Magic scored like 125 points, and the entire starting five, like Aaron Gordon had like 43, the entire starting five was like in double figures, and Terrence Ross played like 28 minutes and had no points, no rebounds, and one assist. And, oh, uh, boy. I broke my heart. How, broke. Can you
0: stand to, how can you stand to watch the Orlando Magic play basketball? I didn't
3: watch that game. I was just uh, – I looked at the box score because I like to check in on how Terrence is doing. Yeah, on, your,
0: on, your, on your on your T-Ross tracker?
3: Yeah. the <laughs> little app built in, yeah. Um,
0: you want to know did who played con- in – Did he get a contract at least?
3: Uh, he got paid by the Raptors. It was kind of the reason he was able to be traded for Serge Ibaka. He got like Good. $11 million bucks
0: a Good. year. You know what? So... The man – you know what? I'm not – I'm here for basically any NBA player getting getting like one nice contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, maybe there's, not Bargnani. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if there's anybody who I'm like that person did not deserve money from the NBA, <laughs> it's probably Bargnani.
3: Johnny Flynn and Hashim to beat would be pretty close as well.
0: Well, yeah, but they didn't get contracts. They just watched that's out. That's true. Real quick.
3: Yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah, I'm oh, looking sh- at this.
0: Sh- Man, for like half a second, man, the second they traded for the beat, I I could not have been more ironically into a player. <laughs> I, I didn't even know we played for the Blazers. Kind
3: of, what? I didn't even know we played for the Blazers.
0: Yeah, yeah, real briefly. He and he and Flint for half a season. When they offloaded, when they offloaded all their positions for, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, when they traded Gerald Wallace right. and uh, Marcus Camby, they they traded somebody else. I can't even remember who. Right. No, not Felton. Uh, but it, I mean, that was the Felton season. I don't know if you know this, but there was. But there are only two players that Blazers fans boo. Uh, one it happens to be Hito Turkoglu uh, because of the contract thing,
3: right?
0: <laughs> and the other <laughs> is Raymond Felton because he was insanely fat and insanely bad that year, and so bad that like it's hard to say he's single handedly responsible for them not plaguing the playoffs, but. He had a disproportionate effect. Let's just say. Right.
3: So this would have been the same season we're talking about here—the lockout-shortened season, then, right?
0: Yes, the, it would
3: yeah. have, Yes, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah the rap, the uh, sorry. The the box score from this game that I am referencing is one of the more depressing things you'll ever see. Uh, the Nets played Jordan Williams, Marshawn Brooks, Gerald Green, Sunday Gaines, and Deshaun Stevenson as their starting Wah. five.
0: So. I believe that's pronounced Mar Sahan Brooks. <laughs> Marshawn Brooks, man, that's that's the one that's always sort of befuddled me. Yeah, he was like, he should have been good. Uh, yeah, he was fine. At, for it. Was, His rookie and, season was good, and yeah. And he continued to be, I don't know, like it seems like he was not bad yeah. for a long time. But he just, just the entire NBA was like, hmm, no, no
3: was- thank you. Was he not like the hang up of a Darren Williams trade at one point? Like, no, we can't give up Marshawn Brooks for Darren Williams. I feel like that sounds was a ra- thing.
0: Sounds rational. That's, yeah, has played in China for the same team for three straight years.
3: That's uh, that's some impre- impressive longevity there. That's was a was a
0: Chinese level. Basketball Association All Star in 2017.
3: I think my dream job is just like your dream, just project is to go cover the CBA for a year.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, be, I, uh, somebody I know did that. I can't remember their name right now. Yeah, that, that would be. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, um, it's a it's a wild scene, dude.
3: Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. Um, Part of
0: it is that like they don't have any like concept of um, treating athletes particularly well. <laughs> uh, so they'll so just everybody will run two a days constantly. Uh, they. China selects talent based almost entirely on height. Right. So their so their guard play is a little dodgy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And they, and they just play at like kooky paces and stuff. It's basically the ABA on the other side of the world. <laughs> I'm glad Marshawn Brooks is thriving there. Yeah. Con- congratulations to my close personal friend Marshawn Brooks. <laughs> so wrap yeah. the to so the
3: let's wrap this up here. Let's have you. Uh, Rank the the four instances we've gone over here in terms of the Raptors helping out the Blazers by order of how much they m- improved your life as a Blazers fan. We got the Damon trade, we've got the Hidu uh, stealing from underneath the right underneath the Blazers' hands. That's not a sentence or a phrase. Um, the drafting of Andrea Bargnani and the the Ben Uzo triple double
0: game that uh, screwed up those lottery odds. What would you okay. rank? What would you say is mean, helped you the one. most? I think probably has to be them not drafting Aldridge. Right.
3: Yeah, that could have that could have gone very poorly. I mean, they go they probably would have got Brandon Roy anyway, but
0: yeah, they would have got Brandon Roy. But yeah. they, I mean, they I, they almost certainly would have drafted Morrison. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and that and that would have not been good. So I so I feel I don't want to make it seem like I'm complimenting Lamarcus Aldridge too much, but he was a good NBA player, you know. Yeah, remains
3: so, a good NBA player. Kind of.
0: Mm, yeah.
3: He's had a good start to the season, at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Saw him in the flesh on Monday, and it was—he uh, just rebounded over every raptor, and made a Lucas Nogueira who might never play again after that. It was not good. Um,
0: Second, probably gonna have to go uh, messing up and uh, winning that game which helped Lillard fall into their laps.
3: Yeah, that's probably better for Blazers fans than it is bad for for Raptors fans, considering the Lowry factor you just mentioned. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fair
0: enough. Sort of from a purely Blazer... If I was balancing the two together, you know what I mean? I, I would probably say differently for a second. Uh, third, I'm going to have to say Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. And fourth, I'm probably going to have to say helping them get out from underneath Ito Turkoglu. Right.
3: One other element of the, uh, the 2012 draft as well... Terrence Ross was a bit of a reach, and Raptors fans are always upset that Andre Drummond wasn't selected ahead of Terrence Ross by the Raptors there. Uh, there's a very real chance that the Blazers might have selected Andre Drummond, and from reading your Dunk of the Week post on Vice this week, uh, uh, yes, I, I think not uh, you're brother. not a fan. He
0: is, he is not good at basketball. No, he's terrible. I've... In a very complicated way. It's almost impressive how <laughs> how well he's gone about hiding how bad he is at basketball you know what i mean
3: yeah the rebound totals i think do a lot to kind of like to the normies
0: yeah like yeah "Yeah, yeah."
3: he's he's amazing look at those rebound totals but
0: and now his and now his free throws are like okay yeah and so even more normies are like oh yeah it's fine but that's not what makes him bad i mean it's not good but that's that's not the thing. The thing is sneakier than that. Yeah, it's a like, more nuanced it's, kind it's, of bad. The, I said on Twitter the, the, the other day, like, he is what people think Dwight Howard is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, like, this malfeasant dude who can't do anything and doesn't care. Like, that isn't Dwight Howard. Like, Dwight Howard plays like he doesn't care, but he's actually, like... St- clearly just so neurotic that he cares more than anything in the world right it just doesn't manifest constructively yeah uh, as opposed to Drummond who's who's just insanely bad at basketball
3: yeah that's uh I mean I've wrapped many a podcast here talking about how bad Andre Drummond is so that seems like a fitting place to end this one as well certainly Corbin certainly. do you have anything you'd like to plug
0: yeah uh take it or break it as my podcast it's good
3: it's you very good I it. would argue it's uh it's the least bad basketball podcast.
0: How about that? It's about other sports, too. It That's true, be yeah.
3: But when you guys do basketball, I feel like you really hit your uh. Yes, your because I know
0: more about basketball than I do about other things. I'm a big, no fan of, uh,
3: big fan of NBA Schedule Yahtzee. It's, uh, it's a good one. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know the problem? God, I'm so annoyed with NBA Schedule Yahtzee because I just wanted to hit a smaller number <laughs> at some point. And it just wouldn't happen.
3: Yeah, no. At least we're uh, in like the part of the month right now where you would run into a lot of games that were talked about in NBA Schedule Yahtzee.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, oh, what else do I have to promote? I have other things to promote. I am I have a big thing I'm working on for Willamette Week. I talked about it a little up top. I, uh, I'm riding for Rocks a little. I, oh, I have a new column at Vice Sports. I completely forgot about that. It's called Dunk of the Week.
3: It's very good. And, the, the, the first and, one was fantastic.
0: Yes, the first one was about Joel Anthony dunking on not Andre Drummond, but it was 100% Andre Drummond's fault.
3: Joel Anthony, huh?
0: <laughs> I, you know, can I be honest with you, dude? I That is the 8 billionth time I've made that mistake <laughs> while writing about and promoting this thing. I probably made it while I was writing the document. So pardon me. It's Joel Embiid, not Joel Anthony.
3: I mean, Joel uh, Anthony could probably blow by Andre Drummond as well. So
0: Yeah, that, boy, that is cold. He wouldn't <laughs> want to, though. You know what I mean?
3: He's too nice and Canadian.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. Would, he would. He would. He would. You know, he likes to. He's. He likes to stay where he's comfortable. Joel Anthony. Fair enough. Which is to say, win in rings. He's still in the league. You know that? Yeah, he's on the Spurs, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, something like that. I I saw he was still on the league last year. It blew my mind. Oh no, he's not currently in the league. Nah. He was. He must have been on a roster. No, he was on the Spurs last year. Yeah. I apologize. He's not currently on the league. In the league. But, yeah, finding out he was on the Spurs last year was a real mind-blowing moment for me. <laughs> what is Joel Anthony's career high in points scored per game?
3: Is this Just a guess. trivia question? What? Uh, four.
0: It is three and a half. Wow. Yeah.
3: And how many years did he play? Uh,
0: from his age, to nine. He played nine years.
3: Good Nine!
0: He even got a contract.
3: Good on you, Joel Anthony. Yeah, More deserving of that contract than Andre Bargnani, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yes. He, I don't, sorry, I don't want to slander Joel too much. You know, he definitely had some utility on those Heat teams. Hmm. Uh, especially the first one before they figured out, hey, maybe we can just go small. But, uh, boy, oh boy, not the man did not do a lot of scoring.
3: <laughs> um,
0: 1,064 yeah. career points.
3: That's like a, uh, a decent season.
0: He has five hundred and thirty-one blocks. He is almost one to two blocks to point. Like he almost has one block for every two points he has. <laughs> like like precariously close, like two off.
3: For uh, comparison, Marshawn Brooks scored seven hundred and eight points in his first career NBA first career season. So uh, yeah, it's. Uh... I don't know why we touched on these very random ass players, but uh, I appreciate it very much.
0: He has almost three hundred more total rebounds than he does points.
3: <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, that's a that's a, a wonderful nugget, and uh, I think we got to leave it there. I gotta get one going more. On. One, I have
0: one more. I have one more. Okay, okay go I ahead. One, I have one more. No worries. He has twenty eight more steals than he does assists. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm. I am 100 serious right now.
3: I did not think this was going to lead here, but I'm very happy it did. This is oh.
0: this is what this is one of the what this is one of the low key wildest basketball reference pages I've ever seen, guys.
3: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, read about Corbin's. Uh, read Corbin writing about Joel Anthony dunking on uh, Andre Drummond.
0: Joel Embiid, you made the mistake. I know, I, intentionally, but. Uh, oh, ah, oh, dang.
3: Corbin, I want to thank you for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun.
0: I All can't right. even begin to tell you how pleasurable it was to be here. Well, hopefully uh, we can do
3: it again when the Raptors and Blazers play another time. I'm not sure. Yeah, go going.
0: go Blazers, death to the Raptors.
3: Yeah. Well, I, the Blazers have always been a team that I'm just like, okay, if they succeed. So. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I feel that way about the Raptors. Yeah.
3: too. It's, they're fine. They're, they're, they're neutral. It's cool. They got good jerseys. Sometimes,
0: sometimes I even like the Raptors.
3: When well, you guys a, are in
0: the playoffs, I always pull for you.
3: That's a very un-American take of you, of you, but I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: well, you know what? I'm, I don't know if you've seen what's going on down here right now, Sean. <laughs> it's a time to be un-American.
3: I can't argue Ask with me.
0: that. I can't argue with that.
3: All right, man, this was fun. Uh, we'll do it again soon. And uh, everyone follow Corbin, at Corbin A. Smith on Twitter. Or Corbina Smith. Or Corbina Corbin S. Smith.
0: That's it correctly. Yeah. Corbina Smith.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. This was fun. We'll we'll do it again. Take it easy. Take it easy.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.